From the middle of nowhere, southern Tennessee. And northern British Columbia. A Canadian-born American. And an English-born Canadian. I'm Nathan. I'm Miles. And you're listening to... The Distant Runners Podcast. Hey guys, things are going to be a little bit different for this episode. You know, usually we share some stories, have a discussion about a running related topic, talk about our workout of the week and give some advice. Um, But this episode's a little bit different. We're not going to follow our usual uh, routine. Um, We've got something special lined up. Uh, We feel that it is equally important as everything else that we tell you, if not more important than um, a lot of the things that we we tell you about running. So, yeah, enjoy. So we've got a great segment here, folks, where we're going to get a little bit abstract. We're going to bring in our wives, um, and they're going to give us a little bit of perspective on what it's like to be the spouse of somebody with a commitment to a sport that... Um, impacts family life. So, um, Felicia, Rachel, thank you for joining us. Um, We're going to take it real easy to begin with. What does it mean to you guys to be a running wife? Felicia, how about you? Oh, hey y'all. I'm Felicia, married to Nathan. Um, And... He obviously is a high endurance athlete and it's um, like the fifth member of our family I would say like we um, always are wondering where and when running's at and what running wants to eat and <laughs> um, you know it's just something that uh, takes on its own own life and um, we've learned to adapt to it I think um, but it's uh, always ebbing and flowing I guess and um, we're constantly having to kind of um, reevaluate and adjust uh, to fit the needs of of what Nathan needs uh, to meet his high endurance goals um, so I don't know if that answers the question but it, yeah. it's a big commitment yeah. I guess is what it means to be a running wife <laughs> for <laughs> even you if you're not a runner Absolutely does. That's a pretty cool way of looking at it. Hey, it's the fifth member of the family. (laughs) However big your family is, add one. Yeah. Um, I I, I like that. That's that's a pretty cool way of looking at it. It just came to me. (laughs) (laughs) The things that we learn doing this. Rachel? What is what was the question? What, what is, is it what does it mean to be a running, running wife? wife? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I classify myself as a running wife, honestly. <laughs> um recently Miles actually doesn't run very often. He just <laughs> likes to sign himself up for really big races, not train for them, <laughs> and then do them anyways. Um so I guess Sometimes being a running wife means being a little exasperated with your husband. <laughs> and also, weirdly, like, wanting him to run more. Like, okay, honey, if you're going to decide to do this big race, maybe you should go out and train for it and, uh, <laughs> and do some more running. Um, 
so you don't get hurt or regret your choices later. I mean, to be fair, I do get hurt a lot, but I, I, I don't frequently regret my choices. I but, regret uh, your choices. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's reasonable, and I definitely have got some uh, running, running friends who have got the same view of my running career that you do. They look at the way that I sign up for races and my extreme lack of training, and they question what on earth is wrong with me. Me right here. I think yeah, you I'm have one of them. <laughs> really good goals. Oh, I have great goals. My intentions are good. My um, my processes to get to those goals not so great. So um, for all the listeners out there that Maz is giving advice to <laughs> on training techniques and, and stuff like that, take it with a grain of salt. Do because. as I say, not as I do. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, yeah I, am, I am the epitome of do as I say, not as I do. In his defense, I think a lot of that comes down to his job and that just like messing up your training schedule. Yeah, for those of you yeah. out there who work any kind of industry, whether it be healthcare, oil and gas, um, any kind of emergency services, you guys know what it's like, any kind of um, army or armed services, you know when work takes you away, your training schedule goes out the window. You might plan on running six days a week and getting in your nice 100 mile or 160 kilometer week once you reach that peak distance. But that peak distance week suddenly turns into, hey, I've got time for a long run and a workout. All of a sudden, that 100 kilometer, 100 mile week has become two runs and you're lucky (laughs) if you get 20 miles in. Yeah. Well, and as as being a wife of a soldier and hardworking, dedicated guy who throws himself into everything wholeheartedly, um, you have to deal with the pitfalls alongside of him. So, like, Nathan just came back from um, three weeks of military training and life has not stopped since he's been gone, and... You know, now I know he's frustrated because all that training he did and we did as a family supporting him, um, it wasn't all for naught, but, like, we lost headway on that, and that's difficult mentally uh, to face yeah. To face that. And that comes back to running being the fifth member of the family, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, the the life requirements of your husband have taken that fifth member of the family and put it on the back burner and all of a sudden everybody's trying to nurture that fifth member back to where it needs to be if we're being really realistic it's really best for our family if nathan goes for a run (laughs) (laughs) like there have been there have been times (laughs) when we've uh had heated discussions or moments where i'm like you need to run. Like, I'm going to lock you out of the house. You come back after no less than five miles, and then we'll talk. Goodbye. And it usually Here does... Here your running shoes. Go. It usually does uh, change everybody's perspective. It gives me, you know, a minute and him uh, a new perspective. But it, it is um, when he misses those runs, like, it, it affects him mentally. 
And physically, I mean, his legs will literally, like, try to run on their own, um, <laughs> twitching and such, because he gets so antsy when yeah. he doesn't get to run. Yeah, so. my reg- legs get so restless. If, like, if I, don't, if I don't run for a prolonged period of time, I'll be laying in bed. I can't sleep. Like, restless leg syndrome time to hits go. me big time, and I just, like... They just kick. I'm surprised I don't kick you. You do kick oh. me. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't kick you more often. You're surprised I don't wake you up when you kick me. There you go. I think that's a really good point, though. Like, I would agree, Felicia, that, like, when Miles is in a grumpy mood or, like, stressed out, I'll be like, please just go run or go to the gym and work out because um, I think for a lot of people... Um, who obviously choose to engage in sports or, or endurance activities, that's really helpful for their mental health. That's one of the reasons they like it so much. Um, I mean, just and to, you see that as their spouse. You're like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. you haven't run in a couple of days, please. Just please in general. It'll make you so much happier. Get you out know, of my house. like, I think my mom is like, tells my dad, you should go ride the tractor, go feed the cat. You know, I think everybody has that one thing. That's like, like maybe it's fishing or whatever, but everybody has something that's like, this will make you feel better. For me, it's Mexican food. Mm. You know, it will. Hey, two things that don't mix well, Mexican food and running. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're kind of slipping into a little bit more of the, the personal aspect and how we impact one another. So... Let's let's really break it down. I'm gonna put you ladies on the spot, and uh, I might wish that I didn't ask this. <laughs> but as the spouse or significant other of a uh, of an endurance athlete, and many of our listeners will probably be thinking, "Oh no, what's he gonna say?" <laughs> what is something that you would want? us to know or change to facilitate our relationship but also to facilitate our family lives um i can go first um i think this question is different if you have children or if you don't have children, first off. Yes. Um, I think it's, at least for me, um, I'm a bit of an introvert and I appreciate, like, I love time with my husband, but I also like time without him. So um, if we didn't have children, um, which we do, so this doesn't necessarily apply to us, but um, I think my advice would be. Um, just to talk to your spouse about your training schedule and to like have everybody be on the same page about that sort of thing but it's it's very different when you do have children because when you don't you know when you're off spending so much time at the gym or running like there have been times in our life when Miles was away like every day for two hours either running or at the gym Um, and that's a lot of time each day um when you do have children um it's just a totally different ball game because even if miles does that after our kids go to bed i'm still trapped 
at home unable to do anything that I need to do because I can't leave. So um, I think it would just be like talking it through with your spouse and making sure that you're both on the same page with like when these things, like when running is going to happen um, and what they expect from you. I know one big thing I remember um, us going through was I would always, like we like having dinner together as a family. Mm-hmm. And for a while it was a big problem for me because you would go to the gym after work for like two hours. Yeah. And I would never know when you were going to be home and I would make dinner and I would be sitting on the stove and like waiting for you to show up. Um, and it drove me absolutely crazy. Um, because there wasn't that communication piece between us about like, okay, I'm only going to take, you know, an hour at the gym and then I'll be home. So I'm thinking in my mind, it should only take you an hour. So if I make dinner now, you should be home and we can only do as a family because that's what we do at our house. Um, but then, you know, you'd be working out with your friend and it would take longer and that communication piece wasn't there. And then, um, and I'd be sitting at home annoyed with you basically. Um, and eventually just like feed the kids and eat and, and be mad at you for the rest of the evening often. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, but um, I mean, we worked through that and we finally had that conversation like, hey, this is what I'm expecting and this is when I think you're going to be home. And when that changes, that throws me off, right? So um, I guess just communicating that with your spouse really clearly about how long these things are going to take um, because sometimes they might not have that same understanding. When you say, oh, I'm going for a long run, your spouse might think, okay, that means like you'll be gone an hour, but then you're gone three hours or whatever. I don't know how long your long runs are. So sometimes it's extensive. Sometimes a or little slow, bit. I guess. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit too long, dependent upon injuries or what you're training for. Those of us yeah. who are On training a funny for note, ultra Miles will marathons. often yeah. say, like, if I don't come home by this point, go out and find me. Um, <laughs> Either go out and find me or, or eat. If I'm, if, I, if I'm not home in three hours, go ahead and eat the food. Yeah. If I'm not home in five hours, start worrying. Yeah. yeah. A disclaimer, I'm a hangry person. So, like, me waiting to eat dinner <laughs> is an issue. It's a dangerous game for me when I get home if she's waiting for me. Um, so, yeah. Because... Yeah, I don't do well when I'm hungry, so... No, that's fair. What are your thoughts, Felicia? If there's something that you would want your significant other to know or change about training, racing, whatever it may be related to his running career? Okay, so I have a lot of thoughts on this. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, Buckle up. (laughs) Yeah. So I think my main just thought is like balance. I'm a big balance person. I want balance mm-hmm. in my relationship with my spouse, with my children, in our home life, like everything. I think, you know, balanced meals even like um everything to me should be balanced and um you know, often for Nathan especially like he gets these goals in his head and um he's really serious about it which I love that he is passionate about whatever he's doing and he throws himself into things that's a really admirable quality that's 
you know, taken him far both in running and um, in his, you know, professional and personal life. Um, but sometimes it it oversteps into, like, family-budgeted time, kind of like Rachel was saying, where, like, hey, I, I'm expecting you home for dinner, and you're not, and now I'm hungry, and I'm annoyed, and, like... You know, and then, like, Nathan comes home, and he's, like, all geared up about this run that he had, and it was great, and it's, like, okay, but, like, what's the big picture here? Um, For Nathan, a lot of times, like, he'll get off work, and Nathan and I do this thing where we think we can read each other's minds, but we actually can't, so, I know, um, (laughs) shocking, I'll think I told him something, and he'll think he told me something, and, and then we'll be like, what, I didn't tell you that? Like, yes, I did, and it, we're both so guilty of it. Um, Us too. Yeah, we know. But, like, he'll get off work, and he's like, okay, well, I'm going for a run. Like, only have a little bit of sunlight left, and it, sometimes it's like, okay, did you think about the other three people in the house? Like, what what our needs are, like, what balance we need um, you know, like Rachel was saying, uh, when with kids it's really different, and so we have a, two little boys. Uh, he one is five and one is almost four, and um, you know they want their daddy home, and that's important to them. And um, you know we want running to be something that's fun for everybody, and not something that is um, has a negative impact on our family. And mm-hmm. so like taking that balance into consideration is really gonna um, take take it to the next level um, and let it be something that we are able to pass on generation and generation and and still meet those goals and you know that balance may mean like okay you know I have a wife and two children and I love them and they're wonderful and you know I have these running goals and like I, I might have to give up a little bit of this to give a little bit of that what it needs, you know, and, and just kind of um, bearing the whole the whole picture in mind, um, just in general. And then I don't really know what the other part of the question was or if I've answered the whole thing or not, but <laughs> balance, y'all. Oh, I'd, yeah. I'd say you've both answered that incredibly well. And for, for me, hearing your responses, and I don't know if Nathan agrees, really the takeaway that I have from that as the athlete in this picture is communications. <laughs> My, Rachel, Rachel just waved his hand like her hand like yeah you're kind of an athlete. Um, <laughs> no, they're using that term really yeah, loosely. It's, it's loose. It's like yeah no. Uh, but 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 the takeaway here for me is communication. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Communication. So as as an athlete, or <laughs> wannabe athlete, is that accurate, no, Rachel? No, you're an athlete. I was okay. just making fun of you. <laughs> My role uh, is your wife. Okay, fair enough. But <laughs> as, as an athlete, we have our goals in our mind. And so frequently, as Felicia said, we kind of become obsessed with our athletic goals. Well, kind of obsessed. I mean, yeah, we become obsessed. We're really obsessed. To get to, to the level that we have gotten to, you have to be obsessed in some aspects about it. Oh, you're not wrong. Um, well, but but here's, the, here's the deal, folks, is if you're going to be obsessed, you're going to be making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And... 
don't make that your family. There you go. Yeah. I mean, right? Like, sacrifice go. in other ways. Like, if you, I know, like. I uh, sacrifice sleep frequently. Yeah, I know, to, like, Nathan goes on runs sometimes during his lunch break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miles would often do it, like, when our kids are already asleep, which I said, you know, it, it can be frustrating when you are stuck in the house and you need to do things and you can't leave, but it's better that our kids got to spend time with him, and he did that later on. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think uh, one thing that's really helped was being a work from home situation now yeah. that did open up that flexibility gave me back the the time that I usually would spend in the car commuting and but even with that I mean yeah I'm home all the time my kids now have gotten used to me being home all the time and so like oh it broke my heart the other day when uh I went to go I, I didn't get a run in over lunch so I went to go run after lunch and it was like, that was the time, or sorry, after work. And that was the time that the boys had kind of gotten used to me being home and like playing with them at night. And like Elliot was like, why do you have to go for a run? I hate when you go for a run because I'm gone for an hour. And they're so used now to me being home. It's just like that, hearing that. And then, you know, recent conversations with Felicia about working out the schedule, trying to figure out how to find that balance it was just like I, I really need to like find the time the optimal time that works for all of us um so yeah that communication and, and and finding that balance is so key I'll say this too like Nathan works from home but when he's working from home he's working like our kids are not able to spend they they can lay eyes on the man um <laughs> But a lot of times they're getting that finger held up like, one minute, one minute, you know, it's not daddy time. And I think you have to really separate, like, yeah, I'm here as a person. Um, And even, like, when you come home from a run and you're, like, wiped, like, sometimes Nathan will go so hard that he, like, lays on the couch and can't eat because his tummy's really (laughs) upset. And, you know, you know, then, then you're home for dinner, but, like, you're not home for dinner. You're... You're, you're They're eating while I'm laying on the couch because um, I can't keep my dinner down. And, you know, like, I think... Physical uh, present. For, yeah. you know, Nathan's goals, it's not feasible for me to say, like, we're going to eat supper together every night as a family. So I'm able to say, like, okay, I expect to eat supper, like, for example, three nights of the week. And then, you know, two nights of the week, you can be late. And then also, like, oh, yeah, hey, on the weekends, this is my priority. And that's one thing I guess I wanted to say that I haven't said yet. Um, to think of it as, like, you know, if running is your baby, then what is mine that needs to be handled with the same amount of care? And for me, recently, I told Nathan, I'm like, you run, that's important to you. I want to have a clean house that's important to me and I want that to be handled with the same care that we handle um had we handle running with so I want you as much as you want me to like put running as the fifth member of our family I want you to to make a place for this um keeping our space clean um and so I think having something like that that again like balances the playing field out like I'm willing to do this for you 
because I love you and I expect you to do this for me because you love me. And um, just, you know, it, it could be like, I want to go to a weekly Bible study or like I want to go out with my friends once a week or whatever. Like it doesn't have to be a clean house, obviously, but that's what makes me feel good. And so that's mine. Um, but I encourage wives to find something that they can kind of say is like, this is important to me and, you know, running's important to you and we're going to find a way to make both of these things fit into our life. I think that's a really good point. Like if you think about the amount of time that your spouse spends running or doing something else, it's like, it could be also give me that same amount of time, um, alone. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Um, without our children so that I could do those things like clean the house or otherwise like, could you also allocate that time to help me do those things, right? Yeah. So whether if, if it's having your house clean or, or having a hobby that you need to do that helps you with your mental health or with your physical health or whatever that is that you enjoy doing, being like, let's think about this. You spend 10 hours a week running. Is it even possible for me to have five hours of that time, which is half of what you spend doing what you need Probably doing what not. I need, right? <laughs> I think, I think a lot of the time that is not seen the same way. Um, and I don't think that's a unrealistic thing for wives to ask for, to say like, hey, oh, for sure. right? Like you spend all this time working on you and working on your goals and the things that you like and your physical health or mental health or whatever your sport or running does for you. Um, if we put that same amount of time into me, imagine the kind of person that I could be. Right? Um, and so, and I mean, as mothers, I think a lot of our time is given um, very willingly to our children. But um, it's also hard to be selfish as a mother. And I know this podcast is not about being a mother, so I'm um, derailing <laughs> all, all a little bit. All good things to consider. Yeah. But like, um, people who are in high sports or like in um, sports that take a lot of your time um, who have wives with and you also have children your wives put so much time and energy into your kids um, and it's like really weirdly difficult for us to be selfish so it difficult. actually makes us feel guilty and I know like you'll be like oh just don't feel guilty um, just do things for yourself because that's what my husband tells me all the time. Have a hobby, just do things for yourself. Just I like find your Miles that. voice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could put on an English accent. No, you really no, couldn't. No, I couldn't. Um, but, but, but to 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 bounce off of what Rachel's saying is she does have a very good point. We as as athletes say, hey, we want you to have you time. But are we really prioritizing the you time? Um, she shakes her. She shakes her head. No. And for many of us, that's the reality. We yeah. we say we want you to have you time, but we're not. But are you pushing, sacrificing? We're not for pushing it. for it. We're not sacrificing for it. So we're just organizing your time better, right? Like, I think we are actually just talking about this. I just finished my master's degree. Um, and I was talking about how I'm going to have all this spare time now that um, I'm done this, um, which doesn't seem to be true at all. But I think when it comes to prioritizing things, like when I was doing my degree, 
we made it work and I got that all done and I and I had time to do that and you gave me time to do that because that was considered important um and so I do think it's just it's totally possible we just don't necessarily prioritize it or or organize our time well enough so that all these things can happen right I think too it comes down to like what we originally said like when we were like, we're going to lock you guys out of the house and you're going to go for a run so we can stop fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the same thing. Like, you guys need to look at us and say, like, oh, I see that she has a need that is not being met. I'm going to meet that need mm-hmm. because she's my wife and I love her. And, like, that needs to come first today. And then we'll be better and we'll probably will be fine for, like, three weeks. And then we'll <laughs> be good again, you know? This podcast has turned into excellent marital advice <laughs> that you should all follow. Yeah. Right? No, I was going to say, um, kind of going back to that, that whole idea that you guys were presenting about, like, you know, really considering what the wives need. And, like, I'm sure it's the same for you, Miles, but, like, Felicia does things in anticipation for my run and my training that I don't even need to say she just she does them and we on the flip side need to be doing the same thing back for whatever it is their mental health their goal their hobby is mm-hmm. um and I know I'm guilty of not doing that enough so oh you are so guilty <laughs> I am not even cutting you any slack <laughs> I love you but you are like the guiltiest why do we sign ourselves up for this I don't know I'm sorry that you did but I'm also happy that we but can share it, this it, no it's valuable it is really valuable and it's it's free therapy for us so. and, and let's repeat though that this is communication mm-hmm. so it is a it is a two-way road we as athletes are relatively selfish. We have our goals, we have our needs, and we are not shy about communicating those needs. And so frequently we kind of steamroll our partners um, and we don't give them an opportunity to share what their needs are. So here's the call to those of you listening today to take time and prioritize listening to your partners and encourage the discussion surrounding hearing what they need and what they want. Because if you haven't had that discussion, how can you prioritize them? How can you meet their needs? And wives, I think it's important too, if you are listening to to talk to your husbands about these sort of things. Like I think a lot of the time, especially if you're husband is a high performance athlete and you know how important that is to um to his job or his career or what his aspirations or whatever that may be that um you just sort of like let it go if it's bothering you but um I think it's just as valuable and to put the onus on on us women too to say hey like this is bothering me could we look at doing, you know, this training at a different point? Or is it possible for you to meet your goals doing this four times a week instead of seven, right? Or whatever it is. Um, so and cut, talking cut. about it too, right? Because yeah. I think um, we can't necessarily put all the onus on, on men to read our minds either. Sure, yeah. Right? So, so. so basically what you're saying, if I'm understanding, is you kind of do have to step up. If you're the spouse or partner yes. of an athlete, you can't 
you, you wait have to for be them to bring it to you. You have to advocate for yourself. Advocation, yes, mm-hmm. you have to. And and your kids. I, I have to advocate for the kids, and I'll tell Nathan sometimes. I'm like, look, I'm not advocating this for myself. I'm bringing this to you because your children don't know how to say it, and I do. Um, and you know, we've had that discussion. Um, another thing, kind of touching on advocating and um, like what your needs are, it would be. If you don't do this already, like sometimes Nathan will walk out the door and he's like, I'm going on a run. And it's like, okay, what's that mean? Like you said, like how long, how long does that mean? And so I think it would be better if it was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go on a run at this time. Is that okay? Like, you know, so often it's based on daylight or whatever, but like, is that a good, can, can, does this fit into our family schedule as opposed to this is what fits into my schedule. And then, you know, on top of that, like, okay, I'm going to run. I need to run 12. And I say, okay, well, like, we don't have time. We need to go somewhere. So, like, make it 8. You know? So, like, those kinds of um, questions. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, I do think um, uh, Miles is really good at doing that where he – will always ask and I think the reality is is we're usually going to say yes like we know that this is important to you and this is important to your mental health and um and and most I think spouses who understand that are going to be like yeah obviously you need to go for your run I know that but being able to have like even just the formality of being asked is nice like Mm -hmm. to be like yes but remember, you know, we have this at eight or whatever. Yeah. And or... I do frequently forget things. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but you are very good at asking me, like, can I do this? Um, and I mean, with that being said, when I said, you know, we're always going to say yes, I think it's... Not good. always. Well, no. I Within think, reason. Right. I think it's good to know that, like, you... To talk it out with your spouse and to be like, sometimes I really might not want you to do that. Like... When I, um, I'm a working mother, but when I was on mat leave, sometimes it would be like, you know what, I really physically and mentally can't handle this, like I've been waiting for you to come home. Take the children! <laughs> Honestly, um, I love my children very much, but I hit a point, and so I think it's like, I actually like have been waiting for you to come home to take these kids, and like. You were an hour later because of work than I thought you were going to be. And like, I'm mentally about to have a total breakdown. So no, you can't go for a run. Like, and being okay <laughs> with like saying that, right? Yeah, like not feeling um, guilty. Right. Just, like, and being like, like we, but you can go for a run tomorrow, but today has been a horrible day. Like, like we, the kids have been awful and just fighting and I have not felt good or whatever. We're right? all on the same team. I say that to Nathan all the time. Like, we're all on the same team. We're at the end of the race cheering you on like we ran the damn thing too. So, <laughs> like, I think it's important to kind of, like, lay that groundwork and be like, yeah, like, I want you to be able to go on this run. But, like, you're looking through your tunnel vision and I'm looking mm-hmm. at the big picture. Or, like, and, I like, know the plan was for you to go right now. But, like, but like let's put it off Let's a put the kids to bed. And then once they're in bed, like, I need, I need to, sometimes, I mean, Miles would come home and I'd be like, I physically just need to leave this house. Like, goodbye. Honestly, <laughs> we did that. I'd be yeah. like, hello, you're here. Take these children. Goodbye. And I would walk around winners or something because <laughs> it was like, I need to, to leave. Um, 
And so, yeah, just being sometimes flexible, I guess, too. Like, not often, but, like, acknowledging that that you have to do that sometimes. So, parenting, relationships, (laughs) and athletics, as far as running is involved, they're all team sports. Mm Mm-hmm. I would say so. So, long-distance runners, you think it's all you? Nah. If you've got another half, a significant other... A family, kids, running isn't an individual sport. It's no, a no. team sport. It like, really is. who made that smoothie for you an hour before you ran? You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's little things. And who made three cups of rice just for you to yes, eat? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so. It's, it feels good to do things. Um, and if you're a runner's better half and you... Maybe you're looking for a way to be involved. That would be another tip is like find something small like making a smoothie or <laughs> Feed three them. cups of rice or, <laughs> you know, like make sure their favorite pair of running shorts is clean. Whatever. Running socks, race day socks. Y'all, race day socks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some of us don't wear socks when we run. <laughs> And we're not allowed the shoes in the house Count as a result. Count yourself lucky, yeah. Rachel. Say... Race day socks are a big deal at our house. Hey, I rarely wear those, except for race days. So yeah, most... race days are not as rare as you think. <laughs> so, as the, uh, the athlete in this uh, discussion... The only one you decided <laughs> also. <laughs> one of the, the two, because I'm, I'm not... I'm not I'm, ha- I'm half, an, you, I'm half but, an athlete on a good day. But what I would encourage and some of the things that I guess I've worked for Felicia and I when we've experienced a lot of the stuff that we've come up up about or has you know we've talked about is like I kind of have recently adopted this view where Felicia's my coach. <laughs> yeah. And not so much in the sense like she's telling me what to do, when to do it, but you know, I plan out a couple weeks in advance and you know, we work with each other, try to figure out like, all right, you know, we've got plans this weekend, we can adjust our the long run dates or things like that, right? <laughs> Um, we are going to church on Sunday. You are not doing a thirty mile long run, <laughs> right? So things like that, and then, and then that really brings her into the whole picture of y'all. It's really what nice. Planning is there's a calendar, the days are numbered, and the miles he wants to run that day are numbered, and you know, so it kind of is like a hey, by the way, this is the plan. Like if we need to move things around that week like here you go look at this and like we can talk and so it really helps us to find that that balance um but it, it like all right so i've got eight miles on the schedule when's the best time for me to to do it today uh something like that and then also like you ladies mentioned being flexible as as an athlete and you know i try my best to compete at the highest level possible I'm constantly having to tell myself it's okay to fall short this week. It's okay, especially if the reason I'm falling short with my distance or my runs or whatever it is that I'm falling short on is because I did something for my wife or spent time with the kids or, you know, did something in the house. Um, So by doing that, like, 
I'm not failing my training goals for the week. I'm just exceeding or excelling in other goals in the house that, you know, not not related to running, but they're still good goals. I have to remind Nathan a lot, like, did you have fun? Okay, then it was good. Like, the goal was met. Like, if you had fun, it's fine. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> Miles is getting some crazy looks. Keep going. Okay. Well, that was it. Like, if you had fun, then, then that was it. Like, that's so, what it's about. Felicia's previous comment about the running calendar gave me an idea. Uh, just to share why we're one. having a little Not bit of a laugh. A it's a good one. terrible idea. <laughs> one, what, one that Miles would, like, wholeheartedly dive into. Kilometers. I will say. Yeah. Kilometers. Yeah. But it is a terrible idea. <laughs> it's so painful. Here's, here's the funny idea that I wrote down on the piece of paper sitting in front of me. Training idea. December, because why not do it in December? First, why not do December it in the, any other month? Oh, sh- December the 1st through the 31st. December the 1st, you run a kilometer. December the 2nd, two kilometers. The 3rd, three kilometers. The 4th, four kilometers. Now, Miles, is it that could very be flexible? Fun. <laughs> is it flexible? It's not flexible. It's not balanced. <laughs> you, I guess you can I'm communicate not, about that. but I'm not clearly. balanced. It would be perfect and you don't have to write anything on the calendar. You've not listened <laughs> to just, a word. Just, <laughs> right? just look at the day that your it partner, is. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's running 15 kilometers. Your partner already knows how many kilometers Christmas, you're running. Christmas day. Oh, I won't see kilometers. you because you're running 25 kilometers. Ciao. <laughs> to be hey, a couple of years ago, I did do 20 kilometers on Christmas Day and was back before you guys were awake. Poor Clara. It's her birthday. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody knew about it. Disclaimer. Our daughter is born on Christmas Day. So. Hey, give it another six years. She'll be running with me on, on her birthday. She'll be beating you by then. She'll, she'll be whooping me by then. <laughs> Well, if Miles keeps doing races like he'll, he's, he does, he'll be in a wheelchair by then. <laughs> Bionic Knees legs, dude. Gone. They're coming. Bionic oh, legs geez. are coming. Well, I think this has been like incredibly productive, super informative, and I hope everyone listening feels the same. Is there any final comments that you ladies have? Um, I have one. We love our runners. <laughs> We love being married to runners. Runners are some of the most dedicated, wonderful men on the planet. And, um, yeah, it, it's all about just making the best of it. So, we love them. Anyways, despite the running, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because of the running, I think it's yeah. fair, too. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you, obviously. I love my husband, and I love that he's a runner. Um, and in no way was this a free place to complain about you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll let the viewers decide. We'll that call it an open. We'll call it an listeners. open forum. <laughs> there we yeah. go. <laughs> Did we get a few punches in? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think any of them were below the belt. Look. I was gonna say. Did you deserve them all? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, and I, I mean, some of these things we've talked about are stuff we've dealt with in the past that oh, we've yeah. figured out good ways to... For sure, yeah. Uh, navigate around, so... Yeah. 
No, I appreciate you ladies coming on as mm-hmm. uh, guests on the podcast. And uh, we'll be opening our own Runner's Wife podcast <laughs> where we discuss parenting. No, definitely not. Lord, help us if that is a thing. Yeah, watch. It's going to be more popular than ours. Of course it will. <laughs> of course it will. No, we are not starting a podcast. I mean, Just I'd rather listen to anybody but me as well, to be fair. Well, you don't listen to you, clearly. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. That's you're giving true. all this wonderful advice to our listeners, and then you're like, I'm going to go run 118 mile, uh, kilometers, and I haven't trained for, like, weeks. Hey, 240 <laughs> kilometers worth of training over a calendar year, over six months, is more say, than enough half, training only halfway for through 118 kilometer run. More than enough. Well, at least you didn't die. You I are still walking, for that. so we're so. proud of you. No, no, I'm walking again. I was barely walking at that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do hear that. That's true. His feet were uglier than they normally are. So. Hey, hey. You have ugly feet. Rude. So. It's not my favorite part of your body. <laughs> okay, on that note. <laughs> well, Rachel, I think you said something at the beginning um, about, like, Miles being crazy. And I think probably. And I think that's. Uh, I don't think that's anything to do with running. I think that's just like an extra burden that falls on you for being Miles' wife. You have to be his like sound reasoning. We have three children each. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like it's just yeah. a fact. Ugh. I think that's most women, not, not even runners. Yeah, that's just no. a normal. I don't think thing. men mature at the same rate. It's just. Hey, we hit eighteen. And we're 18. Leave us alone. <laughs> and then you stop. <laughs> we're 18 until we're either dead or like 50. And when our bodies are like, okay, we're done being 18. That's <laughs> uh, not a lie. <laughs> well, at 30 something, I feel already like, oh, <laughs> I'm not 18 anymore. Yeah, the body's tired. The brain's tired. Yeah, you've had one knee surgery, so <laughs> you're officially old. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, on that note, ladies, thank you for joining us, and uh, on to the next segment. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. So having our wives on, um, I hope, was as eye-opening for you guys as it was for us. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, this is kind of what I took away from it. Um, Balance, communication, teamwork... All of them are are vital uh, in in having a strong, healthy family, but it kind of aligns nicely with training as well. You got to have balanced training. You have to have communication with your your teammates, your coaches, people who you're working with. Um, you got to have that teamwork and that support there. Uh, you know, to to bring it all together and and make it all mean something. Um, so it really mirrored, you know, a successful running career, sports career, really mirrors, I think, what the things you need to do to have a successful, um, you know, marriage, family, you know, strong home like that. So really, um, to follow on from that, running is one of the few individual sports out there that truly takes a family. Yeah. Um, but really, no matter what the sport is, communication, um, and and com- 
yeah, just general support a key. You have to find that balance um, and not lose sight of your priorities. Um, so when, when you find what your priorities are and you build upon that, um, you realize what the key components of your training regimen have to be. And one of the main components of any good training regimen for a family person is your family. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this, it it definitely is incredibly easy as a runner to get totally consumed with my training, what I need to do. I don't mean to do it, but I, I mean, I definitely leave the other three members of my family out of my planning a lot of the times. Um, and it it's not fair to them and i guess we can kind of finish with this little story uh it was one of the mar- half marathons that i was running this year uh we were down in south carolina myrtle beach area and it was uh a race that you know i was i was having a great race it was with the national guard marathon team a couple of my teammates were there um we were all kind of discussing like, you know, one of us could win it. And with, you know, a mile to go, I'm I'm in the lead. And I don't know where, you know, this, this other guy who came second, I don't, I don't know where he is behind me, but I knew he couldn't be far back. And I'm just exhausted and I'm getting close to the finish. And there's Felicia and Evan and Elliot and they're holding signs and they're cheering and they're screaming and it's like at that point no one's beating me because that was just so invigorating and and like energizing to me that yeah I wasn't gonna let anyone win and you know that's part of it that you have your reason to push yeah and hey if you can hear it in the background, part of being a runner and a parent is dealing with your kids' nightmares. That, Poor sound, Evan. that sounds like Evan. <laughs> it's definitely Evan. He's crying in the background. So we're going to go ahead and leave you right now. And we're going to take up our roles as parents. We're going to leave our roles as runners. And we're going to do what we have to do. We're not runners, we're not coaches, we're parents. So, sometimes you have to swap roles. You gotta do what you gotta do. Bye. Thanks for joining us. From the distant runners, just remember, it's a simple process. Right foot, left foot, repeat. Now get to training.